circuit race is is uh, got a two minute climb, and then the the road race, the original road race that we thought we were riding was more like smelling catches some rollers, but um, they changed it to the Georgia State Road Race Course. Oh, okay. Which is really really punchy, I guess, with lots of deep little climbs. So, uh, yeah. the, the time the, you have a time yeah. trial down there is that right as well? Yeah. And and you, either are you flying with a time trial bike? Yes, I, I am. You are. Are yeah, you? Yeah, it's my, okay. yeah, it's a S Works Tarmac disc. And, oh yeah. And, uh, <laughs> it is my time trial bike. Uh, oh, that's right. I, I saw you on local, it. Yeah, yeah, I did a local time trial. But so I'll bring. So the rules are: you get like a thirty-second time bonus if you run uh, Merc style, and so no aero helmet, no shoe covers and no rim depth greater than 50 millimeter. Hmm. And so I was like, wow, I'm, I'm pretty good just, you know, TT in my road bike. Um, I can do that. Welcome everybody to Between Two Wheels Podcast is episode 180 today. it's Look, it's a Father's Day edition and we're going to talk to two fathers, kind of the, are they the fathers of cycling? Maybe one of them is in NorCal. Sean Bagley and Mark Tucker, welcome both of you. Between Two Wheels Podcast, thanks for joining me today. How are you doing? Hey, good. Good. So maybe we'll start with uh, kind of who are you guys and why am I even talking to you? Well, um, I've talked to Sean before. Sean, you and I talked uh, with Jeff Prince, right? Talking kind of the SoCal thing. So maybe we'll start with you. You, give it, you, you ride for um, Evoke Cycling now. Um, yep. you, both of you, by the way, I think defending champs, and I don't know how much longer this is going to be, but right? State right. crit and road champs here, respectively, right? Am I, am yeah. I, Okay, why don't you want to talk a little bit about Mark who you road are? Road and time trial. Your who's time trial? Mark. Mark. Oh, Mark, way to go! You can uh, you can do the crit though, huh? <laughs> yeah, I got I got road and, and time trial, and I don't know. I, I feel like it's a it's a two year uh, term uh, based on the way <laughs> uh, this race season shaping up. So. Right. Although you may you may actually uh, invalidate that with your racing in Georgia, right? I mean, since we're, we're racing now, maybe it's invalidated. Sean, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, where you're from? Now, I said NorCal, but you kind of you drift all the way up and down the state. Both of you do. So um, tell us yeah. a little bit about yourself. So I'm in Visalia. I'm about 45 minutes south of Mark. He's in Fresno, Clovis area. Um, so my district is NorCal. It used to be SoCal when I first started racing, but I can't remember when it switched. But um, I've been NorCal probably for the last at least 10 or 15 years. So, but my geographical location, I can go up north or down south pretty much equal distance and go race. And you have been, I mean, you've been racing for how many years? Is that? Uh, 28. 28, okay. And, and consistently all throughout there? I mean, I took like a 10 year block off. You've been doing it solid? Yeah, I never stopped. Body yeah. still holding up? I guess. Right. Um, you also helped promote and put on the Visalia Classic a few years ago, and that's why we talked. Um, sadly, that's off calendar. What do you think with this COVID thing going on, how it's going to affect some of the uh, some of the races that have been happening or not happening, I guess, in a sense? You think some of these... I've got a, I've got a cat. Oh, well, bring it in. Packing my computer. All right. Sorry. Oh, do, so <laughs> did you hear that? I mean, kind of the idea of, you know, some of the race promoters yeah. are... are I don't know if teams, if this is a problem for them financially and, and to even come back next year, obviously big races, it could be a problem. But what do you think about that? Um, I'm hoping, I mean, this year is going to be a bit of a struggle because of, you know, being in California, the, the cities are a little bit reluctant to give out the permits. I know that down south, they're looking towards getting a few races going um, with some restrictions. You know, they'll have a lot of uh, social distancing and, and hand washing and stations and, you know, very, very uh, secure uh, procedures in place, you know, to kind of keep people from distancing. But um, I think it all depends on the city permits on which cities will allow it. Uh, I know that in, in Southern California, LA County is not really allowing anything as far as meetings, but Riverside, uh, Orange County, they're, they're a little bit more uh, lenient towards that so that's where those promoters are putting on race gotcha so uh mark tucker thank you for joining us as well uh current defending what well, we yeah. just heard state uh, road race and time trial champion uh, maybe you could talk yes. to us about why you didn't win the crit if you <laughs> um <laughs> tell us a little bit you're more new to cycling i'm sean says 28 years i've been doing it for i don't I haven't calculated the number but you know back in the or 90s actually i was racing in the 80s so you're wow. a little more new to this. Um, tell us about uh, a little bit about yourself and um, what's going sure. on with you. Yeah. 
Yeah, thank you for having me. Um, yeah, I'm definitely the the new kid on the block, I guess, amongst the three of us. Um, this is my third racing season, and uh, I didn't uh, didn't clip into a, a bike at all, except for uh, watching my wife instruct spin class. Um, up until I had a, a back surgery, and my surgeon said, uh, you know, lay off the the extreme skiing and uh, no running, and uh, watch try cycling and I reluctantly did, and that was uh, about three and a half years ago, and so here I am. And so, you raced for uh, Velo Kings, is that right? Yeah, yeah. We, we started our team this year. Um, I was uh, Rev's Road Race uh, when I got into it um, the, the two seasons prior, and um, yeah, I'm a Cat 1 Road Racer, and um, I just really enjoy riding. I've been riding a ton during, uh, during the COVID uh stuff just because uh i don't have a commute and uh except for a, a webinar or something i don't have to shower uh before <laughs> i go to work so um it's been good but it's been it's been frustrating you know seeing races pop up on the calendar and then kind of get canceled and then we're kind of into the the cancellation wave and hopefully you know we're starting to kind of come out of the the shelter and seeing some daylight and um I know there's a there's a circuit race down uh, um, in San Bernardino, uh, middle of July. That's the closest thing to local, and uh, my wife gave me the green light to uh, to do the tour of North Georgia, and uh, I signed up and bought a plane ticket, and that's where I am. Yeah, yeah, and so obviously we're going to talk about North Georgia, but I, I'm also gotcha. curious about you. Um, I've seen this with different people. Um, Sean may remember uh, Mike Engelman back in the day as an example, even Mike Woods, you know, it's people that kind of come along late, but they have this exceptional Engelman was a, a great runner as an example. So you see some of these people that come in kind of late and then they excel right away, which, you know, I dislike these people in general. Right. But um, Mark, did you have kind of a background of this, uh, you know, cause you, you're having a, a ridiculous engine. I mean, has this just been sitting idle this whole time you've been using it or what? I, yeah, kind of been kind of been squandering it away, I guess. Wow. Um, you know, I said I ran, but I mean, it was maybe, you know, 15 miles a week. Um, you know, I started going to the gym, I think when I hit 35. And before that, it was just, uh, you know, doing 12 ounce beer curls and, you know, skiing a ton and, and doing some some water sport stuff. But um, no, I never trained or did any conditioning stuff. And um got into got into just kind of the fitness side of life and then uh blew my back up and shifted gears and got into to cycling and just started you know training pretty hard pretty early and and i think consistently fortunately knock on wood i haven't had uh any injuries except for uh, a few mountain bike mishaps this was uh yesterday so, that's good so. nice yeah uh, sean do you mountain bike i do just for fun yeah, yeah. okay now we're all dads, right? Sean, I think you probably have the oldest kids. I'm probably in the middle, and I think Mark, you have the youngest. Sean, how, how did you have a good Father's Day? First of all, did they take care of you, and if they didn't, don't mention it, just lie or something, right? No, I did. Uh, I have a 21 year old son who just got he just graduated UC Irvine, and so he just wow. moved back in for a little bit until he goes to the military. And I uh, have then I have some little ones that well, I shouldn't say little, but I have a set of 10 year old twins and an 11 year old, so they're a little bit of a space between them. Right. And Mark, what about you? Yeah, I got three girls. So, um, I'm on the bike a lot just to avoid the, uh, <laughs> the estrogen filled household, uh, right. 16, 13, uh, and nine turning 10. So I've got two going into high school together, uh, going to be juniors and, and, and freshmen and then uh, a fourth grader. And, um, the fourth grader sister delight to be around and I'll just leave it there. Oh, well, awesome. And three girls. Congrats. My, my wife is the youngest of four. So, uh, but she's, she's an adult now, so it's not that big of a deal. Anyway. Um, yeah, yeah. I hope you guys Wait, all have so good, much easier. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, so let's talk, first of all, how we are, you, both of you guys were killing it early on. You both went down Southern California. This, this so we're going to, we'll get to Georgia. Okay. We'll get there, but let's, let's uh, brag about you for a little bit. Both of you were killing it early on in the season when we still had one, what were your goals? And we'll st start with Sean and then go to Mark, but you know, chime in either one as you want. Um, and what were your goals going into the season and how have they looked so far? And then what happened with COVID? Did it, is it been a good thing or a, a bad thing? Well, it's obviously a bad thing, but I mean, as far as maybe forcing you to take a break, I don't know, Sean, go ahead first. Um, yeah. So I was, I'm on this new team that we started this year, uh, that Bart Clifford and uh, a friend of his, Mike Penta started and the, the, 
background was to help junior development. That's kind of the what brought the team on. That's why it was called Evo Racing. Um, and so it was a pretty stacked team. You know, we had quite a few sprinters and some breakaway guys. And so I, I wasn't sure where my fitness would be going into the season. But from the very first race, I was right there. And I ended up winning the first race. And there's a series down south, CBR, it's called, you know, California Bicycle Racing. And um, I didn't, you know, I didn't think that I was going to be the guy, but I thought if they need me to, I'll step up, I'll be the sprinter. But, um, you know, we had so, so much other talent as well. So I just ended up winning the first race and then winning the second race. And then all of a sudden I'm leading the series down there for the 45 plus, you know, against with the monster media guys. And, and so then all of a sudden, okay, Sean, we're going to be working for you now. So. <laughs> I was kind of by default. All of a sudden, I was the team leader there for a while. So, COVID had well, uh, Mark, you went down there and uh, won some racing too. Is that correct? Yeah, I actually didn't win. I got a, oh, I got a, a, a strong second place in a in a big field. Um, I got in a breakaway on a crit with uh, uh, Philip Finsman, and and uh, mm. I think there was like ninety five people in the field or something, and and. Uh, he played me pretty good, so I'm, I'm I might have a good engine, but uh, I'm like the scarecrow on the Wizard of Oz if I only had a brain, because uh, <laughs> I'm I'm, st I'm still learning that uh, the strongest guy doesn't win, and and uh, he's probably stronger and and definitely smarter, more experienced. But uh, he dropped me on the on the last lap. I was able to hold the field off, but uh, that was my biggest uh, finish down there in the in the the Masters, uh, you know, racing and stuff. But uh, I actually started the season. Uh, we had in January, um, my team, we hosted uh, a practice crit series um, out in Clovis, right. which is a neighboring community here. And, and so we raced, you know, the first four Sundays in January, we put on a skills clinic and then and Sean came up and, and helped out and we kind of mentored some of the earlier races and then we all kind of threw down. And uh, so it was, it was uh, you know, a good opportunity to get really fit uh, in, in the first month of January, hammering it out on those. I, I won one of them and, and got schooled on, on a couple others. Uh, Tyler and Chaz and the, the Ride Bikes team came out there and, and uh, made, us, made me feel old. Maybe didn't make Sean feel old, but uh, uh, it, was, it was a good time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and then, you know, getting into the, the NorCal racing, the, the calendar starts up. I think the, like the first race was maybe Cantua Creek. Mm -hmm. And uh, I got second in that one. Um, I don't want to sound like an excuse maker, but I was the, the finishing climb and I was following a thirsty bear wheel and went to come around him and went to shift and, and dropped into my small ring. And so squandered that one. Um, and, and I just raced every race that was on the calendar till, till COVID shut it down. And, and I think I podiumed uh, everyone. The Madeira stage race, I think was the last official race. Uh, sadly, there was only four guys uh, in our field. So uh, I won all the stages and, and won the, the overall, but uh when three of uh, the four are, are Velo Kings, um, one of us should win it all. Right. So, right. What What were your goals? Was it. What were your goals for the year? I mean, did you have some big thing nationals? I imagine. yeah. So yeah, I I definitely I wanted to. So my my kind of big race last year that I did really well in was the Bariani Road Race. Right. Um, I raced it as a as a as a Cat Three and and still doing the Cat Three Four stuff. And it was my first one two three race and. The only reason I signed up for that field was I was kind of passing through the area from visiting family out of town and it worked well with the time that I would have been passing through. Um, and, uh, I ended up getting in a, a three man break, uh, with Chris Baker and Michael Claudio and, and, uh, had enough leg to attack them both with kind of that last little climb with like two K to go and, and opened up a little gap and, and sailed in. And so I wanted to, to, to try to do good again on that one. Um, and uh, other than that, Manhattan Beach Grand Prix, um, I got second in that last year. Uh, or no, I take it back. I got second the year before. I got um, four-man break, and I finished fourth because I, I went way too early, and everyone beat me. But uh, I wanted to kind of do good in, in some of the races that I really enjoyed. I liked the bigger races, bigger fields, and uh, that Manhattan Beach Grand Prix was a, was a really fun one down south. Um, Chico uh, was definitely on the calendar. I won the, 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 the stage uh, or stage race the the year prior um, in the the three four category and got mandoed up to a two and then um, upgraded to a one this year. So 
that and, and, and masters um, was, was the other kind of big target. I uh, was trying to focus on stage races, um, but like the stage races started uh, dropping off the calendar before COVID even hit. So it yeah. was, uh, it was kind of depressing and that's why I ended up buying a, a really nice mountain bike instead of a, a TT bike. So, oh. uh, yeah. So. Sean, what about you? I, I know nationals are out in, uh, well, maybe, uh, Utah, Utah. Uh, a little yeah. bit of elevation. I don't know how that works for, for you as mostly a crit rider, but, um, and first of all, were you planning to do nationals? Is that thing or what do you have? Yeah. CBR I mean, defense. Is that what you're going to do? Um, I actually do really well in altitude. I don't know why. I just, I think I've, my family in general just has a really high hematic crit. I looked at my son's results and he's like a 48, oh. uh, which is like, very high for for just a non-athlete kid so I, I think i just have a naturally high hematocrit so i always do well in altitude so that that part doesn't get me but the course it's usually the courses that get me yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's super steep you know i'm not a good climber so if, it, if it's a if it's a rolly course i do well in them so it just depends on what the course is it looked like it was pretty a pretty it looked pretty flat yeah. yeah 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 better than i was than last year yeah so i was excited to go actually yeah and, and plan on it. I still will. I'll still go if it's there. Yeah. yeah so it's it September twenty like third and fourth. I think is right. tentative right now. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I mean, I actually my you know it keeps moving out and it gives me a chance to get more and more fit for it. And I'm only hoping that people maybe like yourselves will burn out by the time it comes, and then I'll actually lose <laughs> some weight because I'm gonna need that for that. My wife's going to Hawaii then with her friends, so I'm like, it looks like it's opening up for me. So uh, maybe we'll. The, I think you mentioned it too, Sean. Is going to be the problem here. You're talking about all these. Oh, maybe we'll have events, and you know, NCNCA just had a little uh, uh, survey come out because I think the problem might be uh, permitting in some of these towns, you know, they actually, okay, well, yeah, we want to do a race and everyone's up for it, but are you actually going to get a permit to do it? So it may be more of these, um, you know, office park uh, out in the middle of nowhere, Dunnigan type of road race stuff. I don't know any, any input on that. If, I mean, which means nationals just might not happen. Yeah. I mean, I, I haven't heard anything about NorCal, although I did see, I was looking at uh, Keith, the February posted uh, the, um, calendar so i was kind of looking at to see what was there and didn't say canceled after it so right. it looks like they still have a few of them on the schedule that might you know like maybe san ardo out in the country um right. there, there might be a few it looked like sassoon harbor was still there oh really uh, i didn't see it taken off yet so well and and look and so some of that could just be them not really following up but uh yeah. hopefully you know look you you hold out hope you know those direct like we mentioned those promoters they, they probably wanted to do some of these so Okay, so we're out. Well, maybe our state championship crit might have to be the Alviso crit up there. Where uh... right? Well, where was this? Where was it scheduled for today? Uh, for this year? Was it like um, Novato or something? Yeah, somewhere I've never heard of. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Well, maybe that. Maybe um, you'll just continue to like he's like Mark was saying, just have it continue to be a two-year deal. You know, there's yeah. been some of those years with nationals or even um, uh, USA, uh, like yeah, nationals and. Uh, where they had the, the championship and then they swapped it. I remember this with, uh, I'm trying to remember who it was, um, had mentioned that it, it was with Australia Nationals and he won it and it was at the end of the year and then he decided to switch it. So it was like, boom, and he literally had it for like three or four months. <laughs> it's oh, like not even yeah. fair. And I know that yeah. happened a few years ago where they kind of moved it in the middle of the year from the end. Uh, so maybe you'll get that. So why? what happened with Georgia? You saw it was on the calendar. What piqued your interest? And uh, why do you want to leave your families for a few more days? Oh. <laughs> who's uh, who's up? Whichever uh, one. However, the story I'll manifested. Go, I'll go first. Go for it. So, go for it, Sean. It, I didn't. I didn't even think. I didn't even think about going because I had planned on going to Toad and then Gateway. The Toad is Tour of America's Dairyland, and um, those are just really fun, fun races to go to. So, and because of my work schedule, I I don't get too too many vacation days. You know, because of the COVID, they're not allowing any overtime, so they're not letting anybody take any vacation right now. Mm. So I, I thought, well, shoot, all I needed to do was switch one day for Georgia and I could make it work. And then, so then I just started looking at the courses and asking, asking around for, you know, a few people that have raced it and, uh, it didn't sound too terrible, well, mostly power climbs. I thought it'd be a lot like Furlock or, you know, those kind of road races. So I thought, well, why not? So I, I tried to make it happen and was able to get a plane ticket and hook up with Bart and John, my teammates, and then I told Mark about it, and Mark was like, I'm in. 
So we're actually offline on the same flight. All oh, of them. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Footnote, I, I did ask my wife first before I, I, <laughs> yeah. I said, I'll get back. I, I think I told Sean, I said, hey, I'll get back to you by, you know, this time tomorrow. And about 20 minutes later, I said, I'm in. So my wife's <laughs> like, gave me the green light. So I'm like, I better do this now before she changes her mind. So, so have, either, uh, have, yeah. you, have you ever raced in Georgia before? I've never even been to Georgia. Oh, well, okay. Never been to Georgia. Okay, yeah. good. Never, so that'll be a never experience. flown a bike. I've, yeah, oh. this will be my first time flying a bike. So. Good. Um, so it, works. <laughs> it looked like to me it was split up into like two weekends. Is that the way it is? And are, so are you flying out, flying back, flying out, or how, just staying there for the whole time? What's the strategy? Or just wanted because it's an omnium, right? I'm just doing the first weekend. Okay. Um, I, I didn't realize it was a, a double omnium like that until after I'd already signed up. So. Gotcha. But I, I doubt if I'll go again in July. But you never know. Maybe I will. Not right. playing. Yeah. Mark? Yeah. For me, it's it's depending on kind of if there's anything competing on the race calendar. Obviously, it's cheaper to, you know, to put your bike in a car and drive a couple hours to a race versus, you know, uh, you know, flying across the country and having hotel charges and so forth. But depending on the course and, you know, if I do all right, then if I have a good time, I guess, um, would be, you know, there's nothing preventing me from going for part two, uh, which I think you're right is, is the end of July. Um, curious how the weather's going to be, have a, a, a teammate that, that cycled a lot in Georgia and, and, uh, knows kind of the racing down there. And so, um, he was like, yeah, you'd love it. it you know, it suits you well. There's kind of short punchy climbs and nothing real long or sustained and, said he would send me the dossier of people that I should watch or who I should go with and that kind of thing. So, um, we'll see how it goes, but yeah, I'm going to, going to, you know, road trip down to, to LA with Sean and, and uh, fly up with his teammates and carpool and we're there and, and should be fun. So which, div which divisions are you guys doing? Are you, anybody joining in together or, um, you just doing your own uh, actual age? Like Mark, are you racing with these guys just for fun or, or your own? I, you know, so <laughs> it was, the flyer has the same start times for 40 plus and 50 plus. Yeah. Um, I'm 40 plus and, and Sean is 50 plus. And so, um, I think his guys are all racing up. Um, and I'm going to race the, the, the 40 John, plus. John Lance will be with you. He's okay. You're young. <laughs> he's he's, a young, he's young, like yeah. <laughs> relatively speaking, right? Yeah. Young. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't think they'll do that. Cause I think, uh, my, my buddy that knows the promoter back there, um, you know, they're talking about, it's sold out. Like this race was definitely some pent up demand because I think pretty much every field is sold out and has a wait list. So um, if they're trying to limit it to fields of 50, um, I don't think they'll race 40 plus and 50 plus and have a field of hundred and score them separately. But if they do, then I'll have some uh, quasi teammates wheels to follow. So, right. <laughs> so I'm going right. to, I'm going to share this here. So I don't know if you guys can see this now. I know Mark's having some trouble with some video there, but um, Sean, are you at least able to see that? I can't. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, Sean disappear on us. White. Oh, there it is. Oh, okay. Well, I'll, I, saw I'll, the, I saw the flyer pop up. I'll just talk. So the flyer itself, I was just curious if you guys, and I haven't gone through a lot of it here. So there's a bunch of different, there's a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, um, and it's saying four stages. So maybe you talk a little bit about the race itself. And then have you heard from the promoters? Are they doing specific stuff to combat, um, you know, COVID? Look, I'll, I'll say this. So we had this, I don't know if either one of you had part of that survey, uh, the NCNCA, you know, would you go out to a, a race that's further away? Would you pay a little more? Would you do different things as far as, um, you know, would you race with a mask? People said, no, would you wait in line with a mask? Would you, so it's, it is interesting to me uh, that you would wait in line with a mask, but not ride with one. What are they doing anything out there? Um, have they talked about like, here's what we're doing to implement COVID concerns, or is it just like, screw it, we're Georgia, we're doing what we want. You know, I was kind of looking at the race Bible. I think they're 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 doing it in a way where uh, they want us to wear masks when we're around each other when we're not racing uh, at the registration desk. Lots of um, hand washing stations, um, just different things that probably the Georgia public health probably told them they needed to do. To have the probably a little less strict than here in California. I'm thinking, but maybe not. I mean, but, but yeah, I, have I no did see complying. I don't think they're going to have neutral water. That's the one thing huh. that I think I saw oh, yeah. in, the, yeah. in the race Bible. So um, carry big bottles, I guess. And I, I mean, the, the longest race is 60 miles. Um, 
So you I should think be fine. You can yeah. just drink the air; it's so humid, so we won't need water. <laughs> that's that's, <so. laughs> that's true. I mean, that is a that is an interesting thing. Like, I, I don't know if either one of you, Sean, you obviously, I would say, uh, have raced in the humidity. If you've done Tour Dairyland or oh, yeah. Super Week back in the day, I remember yep. you know doing it and getting you know wet in the rain, and you, your clothes <laughs> would never dry overnight, right? They're just oh yeah bad. So it's a difference going and doing those things. Uh, but uh, the bottles does sound like a. a really good practical application of, Hey, you know, take your own bottles. Is that going to be a problem? Are you taking any support team? And you, know, you said your, your, your guys are down there, I guess maybe load one guy's pockets a little bit, but any. Yeah. I mean, like Mark said, the, the course is, I think the longest course is 60 miles. I mean, yeah. Someday. For me, that's a two bottle course anyway. So there you yeah. go. Yeah. Um, so, so what about flying? Uh, look, we're, people posted this out this race out so i was interested and then you know there's some comments that people are very concerned that you're you're basically going to be i'm going to be a little facetious here you're basically flying to georgia to kill people um <laughs> how do you how do you <laughs> how do you feel about this and or um you know any concern that now sean is so people don't know sean's actually a nurse um so you work in this field you've you've well aware you're not just someone that's uh, not aware of what's going on you're probably dealing with this and more up on it than most of us but um are you ready for some backlash? Are you ready for, you know, just life in general to be, you just want it to be moving on? I know you're a pretty strong-willed person, so maybe both yeah. of you can comment about um, that. Yeah, I mean, obviously I, I work, uh, I don't work in direct patient care. I, I'm an RN, but I'm a transfer coordinator, so I sit in a small office, but unfortunately my little office was hammered pretty hard and we had four people in my office come down positive with COVID. Oh. Uh, three of them were sent home on quarantine. Actually, all of them were sent home on quarantine. None of them were hospitalized. Uh, I've been tested a few times now, and I've been negative every time. So uh, for whatever reason, I I mean, I, I'm i really careful when I'm not. I wash my hands all the time. Wear a mask, and uh, I just think you have to just be smart, you know. Um, there's ways of – I know how the, the disease is transmitted, and as long as you're smart about it, um, you know, you're probably going to be safe. Do you want to give us some, some free tips on uh, mask wearing or how to prevent besides the, the hand washing? I saw, yeah, like, I mean, that's I, an example. Well, I saw, well, let's get into group rides, right, right? Right. Group rides is a big thing. Right. Um, <laughs> I personally think that your chances of catching COVID on a group ride are going to be really, really low. I mean, you're, you're hot, you're much more at risk going to the grocery store touching things. So I think, you know, the, the pre, the pre-ride socializing, that's where you have to be careful. I mean, hugging and fist bumping and, you know, the usual stuff that we all do. you see. normally do the uh, hugging on group rides? I just, I don't, okay. I don't. Oh. but, but there's some, Mark people does. My, in, there's some I people, I'm a hugger. No, no, they, they're, you know, the group, group pictures. I mean, the rides yeah. I do for the most part, the guys are like, let's go ride our bike, right. you know? But there's a couple of people in town that like to um, take a lot of pictures and they post 60 pictures every group ride they go on. I usually avoid those rides. <laughs> um, and then after the ride, of course, but you know, and when you're climbing, that's where I think you're going to be most at risk because you're breathing hard and you're, you know, you're sweating and, and but most of the time when you're climbing, there's a little bit more social distancing, like Mark's going to be 400 <laughs> meters in front of me on the climb. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then after the ride of course you know you just have to uh, go to your car and just stay away from people and say all right see you next time but you know there's ways to do it where you can be safe yeah yeah mark what about you yeah you ready for the yeah uh, i i think you know i haven't my opinion of 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 covid hasn't changed i think you take it seriously but um i think there's people out there that are probably a little further on the spectrum of serious. Um, and I won't, I won't go beyond that, but I mean, my opinion hasn't changed. Um, the only thing that's really changed for me is, um, you know, in, in this area and in, in, in the central Valley in Fresno and in Visalia, uh, we haven't been hit hard. And, and, and so, um, I don't know, we're doing group rides again. Um, right. and you know, we hosted a, a team ride. We've got the, the local cycling club, uh, co-hosts it with us. So we have liability insurance. It's legit. Um, but you know, I mean, it's so the biggest difference will be, you know, I think traveling for me and, you know, having to wear a mask on an airplane and that's fine. I'll, I'll conform to, 
whatever I need to. I'm a rule follower, but um, you know, I'm not I'm not losing sleep over catching catching COVID. Um, I don't want to sound cavalier about it, um, but you know, everyone's got their own opinion, and if you don't think they do, just go on Facebook and you can see them all. So. Or, or the dumpster <laughs> yeah. fire of Twitter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I avoid Twitter. I can. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you'd be great there, Sean. No, oh, I think man. you gotta you gotta come on into the fold and 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 join the the ranks. <laughs> Uh, it is interesting. Uh, maybe I want to get into that. So, uh, look, any any <laughs> other any other comments about that situation or things that have come up? I mean, look, we're back doing group rides here, and then you know the mandate order. Look at it. it's a guideline that was issued out on Friday. I'll say it like that because that's really what it is. Um, and I know I look up you know the counties where I'm at, Sacramento, the the, the Yuba, um, you know Amador and Nevada City, Placer, El Dorado County. There's really no change going on in those ones. So it's, you know, LA may be getting hit and decimated a little bit more than we are. And you've got to take some things of, you know, LA's different than San Francisco's, different than our area. And we're out riding. And I think the police actually said, um, yeah, we're not, we're not going to do What do you want to start putting them in the, in the role of enforcing those, you know, mask laws now. So it's a bit much, but yeah, be careful. Um, you know, we have a, some older people in our family, father-in-law, that's not doing well at all. So for the most part, he's been kind of quarantined up. And um, at some point, his wife, I think, is just like, hey, can you get him out there and maybe infect him? <laughs> I don't know. I'm a little tired. But, but, um, he survived raising four daughters and he's going to lose to COVID? Jeez. Right, right. And, you know, he was in the war, everything. So he's a, he's a tough guy. Um, yeah, so anyway, that's, that's what we have going on here. Um, I, I don't know. You, you guys are doing more of the group rides down there. Has that been going on for the most part? And what kind of gave you the idea that you decided to just jump back doing it? Was it just like, uh, this is too much? I mean, mentally, it's been a, it's been a struggle. I mean, you, we all have kids, and I could, I could see it with mine at least. Yeah, I, for me, I've been, I've been kind of riding um, not solo all along. I think it's, it's in a lot of ways more dangerous riding by yourself. Yeah. Um, you know, depending on if, if you have a mishap and, and, you know, you've got someone there to, to render aid or call for help or whatever. Um, so I've, I've been training, uh, with a teammate and through it all. And, um, and we've been kind of doing some, you know, we had our kind of, Hey, this is, this is not a group ride. And, and, uh, if you're going to post anything, make sure you're over in your, your ride title that, uh, you know, Hey, you know, road, over here and people could see the Strava flybys and you just overtly say with extreme social distancing or something to, to check whatever boxes <laughs> that the people would otherwise lose sleep over. Um, okay. we had a, you know, so we had some, some kind of team policies that like, Hey, let's not put targets on our back over this. Yeah. Um, you know, live your life, but, uh, we don't want to do anything to, um, you know, put our sponsors in jeopardy. Uh, it seems like the, the, the pendulum starting to swing back a little bit from extreme phobia about COVID to there's a more kind of middle ground of, of caution, but, but continue to live life. And so as that kind of pendulum seems like it swung back, then, you know, we'll shoot a video of, of a pace line or something. And, and uh, you know, we don't get barbecued the same way we might otherwise. We're not, uh, I'm not a high profile person on, on social media. I know I do some writing with, uh, with Tyler Pierce and, and, uh, <laughs> he had to be a lot more cautious cause he's, you know, whatever yeah. you, you, you think about him, he's got a lot of eyeballs on him yes. and, and his comments got pretty full there. Uh, we did a group ride, uh, right when things were first getting shut down and he was just getting blasted, you know, you're, you're killing my grandma asshole and all, all those kinds of stuff were, <laughs> Uh, and, and frankly, we were in a group of less than 10. We were following all of the guidelines that were in place at the time um, for that jurisdiction. And um, it's just, you know, perception trumps reality a lot of times. So that, that's kind of, it seems like it's, it's mellowed out a little bit. And I think as, you know, races go on, whether it's the, the, um, the Cajon Pass uh, circuit race down in San Bernardino or it's this tour of Georgia, I think, you know, people are going to start coming out of their foxholes a little bit more and, and putting their keyboards down and, you know, getting back on their bikes a little more, hopefully. Yeah, I, I, I hope. Um, I don't know. I agree. I, yeah, I, I still see that there's a lot of dissent out there and, you know, one a rule changes from one day to the next and they're just, they're just following the rule. Like, you know, you said you're a rules follower. Yes, we are. And I think a lot of us are suggestion followers as well. You hear a bunch of stuff, you get input and you, you make your decisions for what's best for your family. So, 
Um, I, I'm pretty controversial on this. I don't know if you've followed any of the things that have gone on. So I've had yeah. some back and forth with some people. I don't mind. I mean, because um, I am all about you making those decisions, what's best for you. And in this case, like, um, you know, we have this with uh, someone has a mental disease and they get 5150 hold or, you know, they're sick for something. You quarantine them, which means you seal them off. You don't seal yeah. me yeah. off from that right. guy that's a danger. So whatever. Um, I'm out there. I'm still taking precautions as necessary, but, um, anyway, I, I, you've got, um, hopefully nothing goes on. You know, um, I talked to, uh, uh, Jonathan Baker who went and did mid South, uh, mid South. I think that's what it was a gravel ride right before this was all happening. And then that was oh, a yeah. big deal in the news that these guys were all doing this. They decided to still have this race. I haven't heard that he's, um, you know, infected or if there's any follow through with, with how those people were out there. Um, uh, but hopefully there won't be any, any problems with you guys out. Um, any any comments on on that? Or I don't want to put anything in your in yeah, your words. I mean, from my experience, I, I think there the majority of the spread is from contact, from people touching things and touching each other, touching their mouth. I mean that that's that seems to be in the majority of the spread. I mean, there's some with the droplet coughing, but you know, short of somebody coughing in your face. We're touching you. That's been that's been positive. So explain I mean, that, that. Explain that to me. The touching. Uh, you're saying so. If I have a mask and I'm constantly pulling it on and off, is that a problem? Um, if if you were to become in contact with the virus and then you touched it, I mean, there still has to be enough viral load for it to get into your airway. So it just depends. I mean, everybody's different. Some people can be completely uh, in contact with the virus and not catch it and not even be an asymptomatic carrier. Whereas other people, they'll be an asymptomatic carrier, they catch the virus and they can pass it on to people. And then you got the people that are full-blown sick and then they ended up getting the hospital. So everybody's immune system's different. They're still they're still trying to figure it out. Right. Um, I pick the doctor's brains that work all the time as much as I can. Yeah. Mark, for, what, for me, yeah, I, go ahead. Yeah, I, I, I just feel like, you know, I got into cycling and, and, you know, this whole cycling community I thought was so great because it like, it transcended politics and it transcended any, it's like, Hey, we all like riding our bikes together. And you know, it doesn't, I'm not going to talk religion or politics and, and uh, you know, no one else does. And everyone just kind of has that common passion. And it seemed like there was a real strong community. And unfortunately it feels like people have become so opinionated and, and divisive over um, I guess COVID, but it seems like it's, it's, it bleeds over pretty hard into, into politics um, a little bit too now. And it's just, it's too bad. Hopefully, uh, you know, we can, we can get through COVID and we can get through election years and, and, uh, and do what, what I enjoy doing, which is, which is riding and, and racing bikes together. I, well said. And I'll actually say I'm part of the problem because, um, while this has been mostly cycling, you know, during this last few things, I've taken some few turns trying to, and, um, it's probably not what most people are interested in, oh, you know, but cycling has been, been less. So I've been trying to, to deviate in here. And most of it for me is I'm a skeptic on a lot of things. You don't just read something and believe it. Like just have some questions. It's my biggest push on my kids. And I must say, when you think you get into cycling, my, I follow Twitter and the cycling journalists all seem to be of one mind politically, and they don't uh -huh. have any kind of, um, they're, 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 they'll dig in on all these, you know, question Froom, and, and which is perfectly fine, and then they don't question their worldview. So it's it's interesting, but you know, it's out here, and now we're causing more trouble. Okay, let's talk about Georgia some more. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, back to Georgia. So have you checked out the routes, and are they the same for the first week, um, and then the next month later in July? Are they using the same ones over and over? Or are they just swapping around a bunch of different ones? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm not too familiar with the area, so I, I do have a friend. We have a friend that his name is Pablo Santa Cruz. He's a, a big masters racer out of the Florida area, and he does a lot of the east southeast area racing. And he's actually done this race before, so okay. he sent us like a um, it's almost like a description of each course and how it went for him and how he felt. And he sent us like you know it's almost like an inside insider you know, knowledge of, of the course. And, uh, it, it sounds like it's going to be challenging. I mean, the criterium has a hill. Um, he said it's like a 30 second hill every lap. Um, like 400 Watts, 500 Watts, something like that. He said, so, I mean, but that's doable. Um, and then the, the circuit race is, is, uh, got a two minute climb. And then the, the road race, the original road race that we thought we were riding was more like 
finale, which had just some rollers, but um, they changed it to the Georgia State Road Race Course. Oh, okay. Which is really, really punchy, I guess, with lots of steep little climbs. So, uh, ah! it, the time, <laughs> you have a time trial down there, is that right as well? Yeah. And then e- there's either trial. are you flying with a time trial bike? Yes, I, I am. You are. <laughs> Are you yeah, really? it's my, okay. yeah, it's a, a S Works Tarmac disc. And, oh, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> it is my time trial bike. Uh, oh, that's right. I, I saw you on local, it. Yeah, yeah, I do the local time trial. So I'll bring, so the rules are you get like a 30 second time bonus if you run uh, Merc style. And so no aero helmet, no shoe covers, and no rim depth greater than 50 millimeters. Mm. And so I was like, wow, well, I'm, I'm pretty good just, you know, TT in my road bike. Um, yep. I can do that. And then I'm like, Oh wait, I have these wheels are, are Boyd. Uh, they're 55 millimeters deep and you know, Boyd's from South Carolina. So I'm like, I don't think I'll be able to slip by with, with five millimeter too deep a wheel. So I'm going to bring my aero helmet. I'm going to bring my shoe covers. I'm going to bring my, my clip on TT bars and, uh, and I'm going to run it that way. I think it's only like a seven or eight mile TT. It's not super long. Yeah. Um, pretty short. But uh, I figure if I can't get the the, the thirty second time bonus um, because my it's only set of wheels I have to race on, so um, my mountain bike wheels won't work. Uh, so um, yeah, I'll just convert over for that and take the, the clip ons off for everything else. Sean, are you going to take the, the the bonus then? Are you taking clip ons? Yeah, uh, no, I'm I'm doing I'm doing my Venge Pro, which has a very flat handlebar on the top, so I can just rest my forearms yeah. on it. Yeah, that'll be my TT bike, and, then, and I think you have you have CL fifties on that thing, right, Sean? Yeah. So maybe Mark, if our times are far enough apart, you can just use my wheels, maybe thirty. Do a little wheel swap. <laughs> well, you got to get rid of the bars and the helmet then too. No shoe oh, cover. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. We, we got to know the night before what the what the launch times are, but. Uh, uh, I, I kind of like that idea, right, of the, the 32nd. I mean, I hadn't heard of that. You know, there was some controversy yeah. or questions about whether they were going to do something like that at Chico a few years ago. Are we going to do Mercs? Are we going to let full TT bikes and, you know, TT rocket guys get real tick, ticked off and other people? But that I had not heard that as a, as a possibility. How do you guys both feel about doing those kind of, you know, if you don't have a TT bike and given a 32nd based on, I mean, if you're doing a 20K or, you know, 20-mile time trial, 30 seconds is going to be nothing, but seven six seven miles i like it i thought it was kind of a an innovative idea innovative idea i thought it was kind of cool yeah i'm, I'm a huge uh proponent of time bonuses for merc style um and anti-tt bike until i buy one and then i'll be like <laughs> damn it i want to i spent all this money on a tt bike and screw these guys if they don't want to do that so, right um, yeah, I remember, yeah. you know, when they were talking about it at Chico and I think Jason Gifrath was right. one of the ones that were, and, and, but I totally get it. Cause that's his specialty, you know, sure. and that's, so sure. if you're going into a race like that, that'd be like taking away a sprinter's bonus, you know, it's, right. it's, it's like saying you can't use uh, totally anything below it. a 13 or something, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yep. I I've been doing this time trial series that we have here. It's like on our canal and it's, uh, it's, it's all virtual Strava and, um, John Novikov, Blew out her. he hit a tree going pretty fast mountain biking so he let me use his time trial bike and I'm, I, I'm only decent in this thing because I have this super I swear it's this bike has been saving me a ton of time so I mean the magic bike right and, and yeah, I'm not right. if you knew me as a time trialist you'd understand that there's no other explanation so um, Mark when you get that time trial bike I mean you're gonna be you're gonna be one you're gonna be fast and then you're gonna make sure no one else gets to do Merc style just just throwing that exactly out. yes I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna make them put a ballot initiative out there to, to ban it completely so <laughs> right why not um, yeah, okay exactly. so, so maybe we'll check in with with you guys um, one or both of you uh, sometime uh, when Georgia either when you're down there or you know we can do a quick thing or when you come back in between kind of talk about it how you know just do a quick sure. update see how things go um, because uh, I'm we, we don't have racing otherwise look at us even yeah. today we, we devoid you know into this covid crap and um, just stirring yeah. problems so I'm looking yeah. forward to it. Um, any predictions on either one of you guys or your teammates? Uh, well, Sean, your teammates and you. Um, so John's racing with Mark in the 40s. He's lost a lot of weight. He's climbing really well, and he's he's really good on the punchy little courses. I think he's going to do well. Um, I know that there's Emil Abraham's there, but Mark's going to have to contend with him. 
He's more of a sprinter, but he can climb too. Did it? Did it? Wasn't he just? Guy. Wasn't he second behind Zimney? I want to say um, at nationals yes. a few years ago. Yes. Okay. Yep. And he won Toad. He won Intelligentsia. He won Gateway. <laughs> yeah, he went. He went on a tear last year. So um, he'll be definitely be the one to watch in the forties and in the fifties. Uh, I I don't recognize any of the names. So I know Bart's riding really well. Um, I'm, I've got some good fitness right now. I don't know how I'll do. It depends on the course. If they're super climby, then I'll probably not be able to do as well. But if they're punchy short climbs, then I'll be up. I'll be there. Um, Jamie Carney's there. Um, he's one of the Carney brothers. Right. Uh, he's the only name on there that I recognize, and I know he's fast. So yeah, well, he used It'll to be, be fun. Really fast. Yeah. Mark, how about how yeah? You- I, I you know I don't um, you know it's it's I thought when I first signed up for the race I I, I messed sean afterwards and on bike reg or something i'm like oh is this like the new covid protection protocol because like you can't see who's registered uh, and yeah. uh is this like to, to you know preventative anti-covid shaming for yeah. not having your name listed right. and uh I, I found out my my uh teammate that uh that had lived in in race down there a fair amount he said no no, no that's just the way the promoter does it because guys were you know playing games on whether they were going to register or not and so he just he doesn't uh he doesn't put the registration list up, but uh, he thought I would do well. Um, his advice to me was, uh, "Don't wear your state champ road suit um, okay. and tuck your, your your state champ band under, and you'll fly under the radar screen at least for the first first race or two. Um, I don't know if I'm going to do that because oh, I got this, this thing, you know, state champ road suit, and like I didn't even get it until after COVID hit. So by the time our our kits came in, I haven't gotten to race in it. So. I'll just, you know, I'll wear the, wear the California bear proud. And, and, um, he gave me a, a couple of guys that, uh, to watch out for. And, you know, if those guys go, go with them. And, and, uh, otherwise, uh, I don't know. He, he thinks I'll do well. I, I think um, you both I don't know will, how I'll do. I think you'll do well. Look, when I was really racing several years ago, and I think it's probably still the same. I, I lived in, uh, I was racing in California and I'd race in Colorado predominantly. And, I would go out through the nation and if you were wherever, if you can compete in those two States in your division, you could compete in anywhere else. And now obviously this is probably more like a nationals, right? Where you're going to get mostly Georgia and local boys, but you're obviously going to get people. And if, uh, you know, from around the nation that are, are willing to go out there and do well. So I think both of you, you you'll do just fine, whether you win it or not. That's, that's the, the thing. And I do expect one of you to, to take it all. Just throwing yeah. that or, or, or both, right? Both. Yeah. Now yeah. we'll, we'll see how it goes. I fitness wise, I've been training for, for climb to Kaiser, which is a local race around here. It's a, you know, 155 mile, 15,000 feet of climbing kind of all day ordeal. And, uh, you know, no one in Fresno really knows cycling, but the, the, the two questions they ask you if you're a cyclist, Oh, you know, have have you ridden the tour de France and, and have you done climb to Kaiser? <laughs> so, um, I've done climb to Kaiser. I was training for it this year. I was, I was going to really put a hard effort in. Um, I didn't do it last year cause my coach said it kind of detrains you. Um, and it was too close to districts and nationals and stuff. And so with everything else off, that was the one thing on the calendar. And so I've been doing a ton of volume, you know, 16, 18, 20 hour weeks and, and, uh, you know, hundred plus mile, 10,000 foot rides to, so I just switched it over to kind of VO2 work the last couple of weeks because that's how long I've decided, uh, how long ago I decided I was going to do this this Georgia race. So um, I don't know fitness wise if that'll that'll help or or what, but uh, like well, you know, Sean said we'll find out. Well, Sean, have you been doing eighteen to twenty hour weeks as well? Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, I, I've been Sean riding a fair amount. To, but, right. Sean doesn't need no. to train. He's just he's, oh, yeah. He doesn't. He didn't have a power meter up until like four months ago or something. <laughs> so. <laughs> That, you can talk yeah. lots now, but Mark. I real quick. So the you did a um, our, our um, vegan cyclist Tyler Pierce did like a, an interview with you. I saw it was really pretty good. But I think didn't he also do um, the climb to Kaiser like video last year? Did he try? Yeah. To, okay, mm-hmm. he did it in twenty. He did it the year I rode with him. Okay, so um, in twenty eighteen, uh, he had a film crew out there and and uh, he I saw just, GCN he, mentioned him or something about that. I think that yeah yeah no, it got it got some, yeah. some some pretty good exposure. I I stayed with with him and the uh, the other kind of three guys in the front group and and uh, the first big climb the Toll House climb I I got kind of popped off there and kind of just paired up with another guy and just rode the rest of it in. But uh, yeah he he uh, I told him I uh, rode with him yesterday mountain bikes. I said dude you got to do the do the climb to Kaiser, man. Uh, there's nothing else going on. And, and, 
So we're doing it. The local cycling clubs put it on. It's kind of a, a quasi virtual this year because, you know, it draws people from all over the state and, you know, beyond. And it was officially canceled, but, um, you know, a bunch of local guys still wanted to do it. And so um, I threw a little money in the donation for the, for the SAG support. And so that's happening uh, on Saturday, but um, not for me. I'll be in Georgia. Well, yeah. And before we go here, let me ask you one other thing. Cause you had speaking of Tyler, you had been part of his little support crew for, it was he trying to do a hundred mile individual time yeah. trial. Is that right? That, yeah, that, he was, he was trying a hundred, hundred miles in, in uh, four hours, under five, under four hours. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I couldn't, I, I've been, like I said, I've been using this time trial bike and it's painful literally like on, on your undercarriage and everything to, yeah. was, mm-hmm. did he have, <laughs> did he have trouble? I mean, just being in that position or had he worked on that for a while? I'm just curious as kind of a backstory, what, what you thought of that whole attempt? Yeah. If, if you know, Tyler, he doesn't like to do a lot of preparation for stuff. So I think he did a couple (laughs) hours with ride or something on, on his TT bike. Totally Um, ready. Yeah. You know, he's supported by Canyon and and stuff, but, uh, and so he gets, he has his nice TT bike out there and, um, you know, puts these wheels on it for the first time or whatever. And that was kind of it. And, and, uh, the, the best clip in that, I don't know if he actually put it in his video or not, but it was him actually unclipping and stepping off the bike you know, after uh, four hours and three minutes or whatever it was. And, and uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was a fun, uh, I've never driven a car that far, that slow. Um, so yeah, it was an interesting uh, experiment. All right. Well, um, Sean, do you have anything uh, else you want to say before we head out here? No, I'm just excited to get back to racing again. I haven't raced since March, March, March 7th was my last race down in Murrieta and, and I'm, I'm excited to get back at it. I did a practice crit in Camarillo last weekend and got to really unleash the pain and feel feel what it felt like to be hurt again and go hard. Right. So good. Yeah. Good. Good stuff. Uh, Mark, yep. any any last things for you? No, I appreciate your podcast. Thanks for having me on. And uh, yeah, I'd be happy. Sean and I I'm both would be happy to be your field correspondents in Georgia while we're sure, there. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah let's, let's hook up and I, I'm looking cool. forward to that. So uh, we'll be in contact and everybody else will try to do some a little bit more of these uh, to get some cycling out there. You know, they had Slovenia national championships. That's basically all yeah. we have. So, um, and then you yeah, guys in Georgia, yeah. which one of you is going to be Pogacar and which one's going to be Rogue? <laughs> I'll be, I'm going to be Yes. Although I don't think he's still vegan. Um, yeah. Okay. Thanks, everybody. Check us out uh, right. everywhere you can find the podcast. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Sean, for joining us. I appreciate you both coming in, and good luck out there in Georgia. Thank you, Tyler. Thanks, Tyler. All right. Bye, man.